0: Viv got home today from daycare and she was like holding her stomach <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you're sick. You're going to be sick. you have some sort of stomach thing. You're going to throw up. But I don't know. Then she ate some food and went to bed totally fine. So I don't think she was actually, I think she was just like hungry or something. But the whole time I was definitely like, oh my God, this is how I get sick for Atlantic City again. <laughs>
1: And then um, i would going to spend two days in my Caesar room <laughs> again. <laughs> Howdy, it's Tuesday, August 8th, 2017, and this is episode 53 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig?
0: It's good that we are, what, two days away from being in Atlantic City, which is awesome.
1: It is. I'll be in Atlantic City in about uh, a little more than 36 hours, but not not too many more. So, uh... Yeah, I'm close to
0: 40-something hours.
1: Eh. Not 48, but 40-something (laughs) Forty-seven.
0: <laughs> yeah, nah, like forty. It's it's nine thirty p.m. on a Tuesday. I'll probably get there five-ish. So I'm like forty-four hours away.
1: So anyway, I think we should just jump into it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. everybody needed about... to
0: know that detail.
1: <laughs> Do you know the
0: exact bus you're going to yeah. be on. Hold on, let me actually calculate the hours, minutes, and seconds.
1: <laughs> so. Uh Yeah, we're going to be in Atlantic City starting on Thursday, which is, as we said, two days away. Uh, I guess we can go through some of the the stuff that we're going to be doing because, as always, we're kind of coming in and leaving in waves. So I guess I'll begin. I am leaving here with, you know, our buddy Andy. I think we're going to carpool up at about 8.30 on Thursday morning. So we'll get there a little bit after noon, maybe, like 12 to thirty. Uh, we're staying in, in Tropicana and kind of the big piece of news is, I know we were talking about it a bit last episode, but I'm definitely only staying one night, so I'm going to be leaving on Friday night, probably around seven or eight. So I guess that's basically it. I called Trop today and, and changed my reservation from two nights to just one night and there was no problem there. So, so you say about we are staying at Tropicana. Me, me and Andy. Yes. Not uh, you. That is actually
0: inaccurate. You are staying at Tropicana. Andy has booked a room at Bally's. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he booked a Dennis tower room at Bally's just now. Oh, nice. Yeah, so everybody has their own room, which is... Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's nice. I mean, I, I don't, it. the second night, but whatever, that's fine. That um, sounds great. Yeah, so I, Andy was like, should I just book this? And I was like, is it worth 32 bucks to have your own room? If yes, then yes. Uh, so, yeah, he's staying at Bally's. So he suggested, you know, you can probably also get a comp room at Bally's. Why would I... Because then we're all in the it. same place, Kyle.
1: Tropicana is A, cheaper. B, I mean, I assume a North Tower room is probably going to be nicer than anything in Bally's.
0: Yes, it will. it is definitely nicer than anything you will get at Bally's. Uh, so,
1: I, I feel like I'm making the, the correct choice. Although, I don't know if you saw the kind of breaking news before you logged on tonight. I did not. Someone was apparently just found dead, or two people maybe, in some, some room in Trop. So. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, maybe I should look into changing. Uh, yeah, so. Or Matt. So, no no details are out or anything about it yet. But, mm, uh, you should yeah. probably check and see what your Bally's
0: rates are like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Uh, yeah, I'll
1: take my chances. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's going to happen at any hotel that has 2,500 rooms in it. Right. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Revel was only open for
1: whatever, Especially two, two years, and somebody for... died in it partying and drugs and you know right. so is that the bit the big piece of news anyway that you were going to spend on at the, the trip planning
0: yeah yeah so andy has his own room um yeah. so my timeline is i've been uh cleared to leave work early so i guess that's the other big piece of news because i wasn't sure if i wasn't gonna be able to get out early or if i was gonna go and get stuck in new york city rush hour traffic trying to leave on the bus the finest form of transportation that you can take to atlantic city um, so I'm probably gonna shoot for the 2.30 bus to Bally's that gets there at 4.55 p.m. So I figure, you know, before 5, that's pretty good. Uh, and then I am staying through Saturday, so I'm there, I'm at Caesars all the way through until Saturday morning, but I'm just gonna get up and go on Saturday. Like, I'll probably try to get a bus in the, like, 9, 9.30 range. I probably won't even bother to get breakfast or anything. Um... Uh, because that's how I roll. And knowing me, I will probably not be feeling up for having breakfast on Saturday morning.
1: That sounds like a certainty. <laughs> uh, so the real question is: Are you really going to get on the two thirty bus, as opposed to what? I don't know. La- later. later. Why yeah. wouldn't I? I, I thought uh, you had like some meetings or something that you. Oh
0: no no that was put into the ca- my boss put that meeting into the calendar wrong. So that meeting is actually Wednesday. I was like, I I don't think I would have agreed to a meeting at two o'clock on Thursday with Atlantic City looming. Uh, and that is accurate. It was actually a Wednesday meeting and she just put it in the calendar. So. Uh, so, yeah, that's tomorrow. No meetings on, on Thursday. Uh, so I'm going to leave early. It's possible I'll try to get a two o'clock to resorts, but that doesn't seem to make any sense because then I'd just be going and getting free play at some place that I'm not going to play much more than that, which I've done to resorts before. Like, was, they wouldn't be surprised at all. They'd be like, oh, it's this asshole again.
1: So so as a man who kind of newly cares a bit more about my, my ADT, especially since I'm making fewer trips, uh, where where are we gambling?
0: That's a good question.
1: Because um, I assume I will gamble somewhere on Thursday and somewhere on Friday, and it'll probably be two different places. Um, really? Are
0: so, are you trying to consolidate? Or are you trying to say I'm only going to gamble one place on Thursday, and one place on Friday? You're done with ca- your casino hopping ways. No, I
1: mean I'm not done, but I mean I'd like to, if possible, that would be that would be preferred, I think.
0: Okay. Uh, so okay, so here's where, and I'd like one of those days to be tropical. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that'd probably be yeah, smart. It. So, so here is my argument for. What we talked about last episode which is building itineraries and planning not mm-hmm. necessarily planning in detail but i have the uh the idea that we should basically go straight from when i get there off the bus to borrow lawn for a happy hour
1: it was good i would be down I mean, for that so then we're at trap right incredibly cheap yeah, so, and you're going to beat me there, so there's no except, reason for you except to. Except that, of course, you're going to be arriving at 9 p.m. So we'll be <laughs> after happy hour. But <laughs> other than more, that, that would be
0: suboptimal. Uh, I mean, that's that to me sounds good. Just basically going straight to Barrowland for happy hour, and the other suggestion I had is hang out at Trap for a while and then go to a late dinner at Tony's Baltimore Grill. You need to go back. Yes, I need to go back. That's been established. But only after heavy drinking. Sure. I thought that was also established.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, as long as we're on the same page. I'm down for that. That's fine. So, so any end, I'm getting there later than you, and Mm -hmm. you're staying at TROP. Mm -hmm. So, it would make sense for you guys to just be gambling at TROP. Mm -hmm. So, I think you should do
1: Thursday (laughs) at TROP. Thursday is a TROP day, and then Friday we can go up to Caesars Valley's. Yeah, and then Andy
0: can get in his his play at, at Bally's.
1: Yeah. yeah, it works. And by me. Bally's,
0: I mean Wild Wild West.
1: Yeah, not Park Place.
0: No. Uh, yeah, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Anything else about, I mean, that's the timing. Are we trying to do a meet-up on two days' notice? I think that sounds like a good idea. I don't, uh, know. I don't see any no, way that this goes south. Probably not.
1: I mean, I know <laughs> listener slash friend of the show. Uh, Eric is going to be there. I'm sure we'll hang out with him. But I mean, if you're going to be in town, definitely let us know. We'll we'll hang out with you. I mean, like if you want to come to dinner with us at or come to happy hour with us at Barlan at four o'clock or whatever, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. And by when I say us, I mean Craig, of course. <laughs> and uh, we'd be happy to do that. But. I don't know. I, I don't see any reason to try to have a meetup on two days notice. Yeah. So I don't, not So what my thought was, we could just say like,
0: okay, we're definitely doing this at X time. So mm-hmm. like people don't have to worry about following the Twitter and like, you know, e stalking us. Uh, and if people are in town, they can come. If not, it will just be me, you, our friends and Eric. And that's fine mm-hmm. too. Uh, I certainly don't expect, you know, 10 people to show up, but, Uh, so we could say like, Oh, meet us at Barrow Lawn at whatever, six o'clock. Uh, I actually had the idea that we could tell people to meet us at Little Water Distillery at four o'clock on Friday, but that seems like a really bad idea if you are driving back on Friday. Yeah, I'm
1: not, I don't think I'm (laughs) going to go to Little Water, especially on Friday. If if there was a tour on Thursday, consider it, but yeah, I think going to a distillery immediately <laughs> before driving it sounds like not the recipe for success yeah so i i want to do little water and it's it
0: is open do on, it. on friday at four my the thing that throws me is like do i really want to start my sort of afternoon evening
1: well why don't you go at six, or six or seven when, when Andy and i are getting ready to leave i could but we'll probably be eating dinner then Tucker will go with you. Uh, yeah, that's true.
0: So, does it is the last tour at eight or does it close the 8? I think it close. I think it's like a tasting room closes the date. Sucks. Yeah, I think four or five makes more sense, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And you guys are out, so
1: I I, I wouldn't. I mean, Andy can do it. He's not driving. But that's true. But I he mean, actually, he's told me he has not. he has no interest because he's
0: not into. Oh, he doesn't really spirits. Like... Yeah,
1: yeah, which is fine.
0: Uh, I mean, I'd also. Like I've had their their rum, their dark rum is not out yet. they have a vodka, but I'm not really a vodka guy, so I'd really rather wait for dark rum and and bourbon, which they've barreled. but as we've established, we're never going to Atlantic City again after this trip, so I'm not
1: <laughs> so,
0: okay. yeah, I hope to get in another trip in twenty seventeen um so do you think we should set a place right now and say? Meet us at Barrow on at six, or do you not even want in, to do that?
1: Or tony's at ten or something. At ten, yeah, <laughs> nine, I don't know, whatever. Uh, no, I don't think so. You don't want to do that, no. Okay,
0: so just follow our Twitter. Yeah. If we have a change of heart, I'll post it in the show notes, and you'll see it there. But I would just say follow the Twitter. It's probably too complicated because, like, my arrival and everything, it's complex. Too many moving parts.
1: So what else what else do you have have planned?
0: So anything I mean, we talked about Barolan, Tony's Baltimore Grill. I wouldn't mind going to Piccadilly at some point on Friday, like trying to go for lunch or like get some wings. Irish pub we've talked about forever, but probably not gonna happen on this trip because I don't think we'll go Thursday and you're not going to go there's no point in you going on Friday. I mean, I could have a beer on Friday, but I don't think that's what you do at a place like Irish Pub or pick a lily.
1: I mean, I've I've been to pick a lily. I had a beer. It was fine.
0: Right. Yeah, I want to try the wings. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh so, I mean, some other things I want to do, I want to walk down and see Taj as they do stuff. I don't think it's going to be all that exciting. I want to walk out onto the Steel Pier. Which I've said last time I didn't do it. But uh, we mentioned Steel Pier Pub last episode, and actually the title of the episode was Divey and Awesome, which was our description, site unseen, of Steel Pier Pub. Justin in the Facebook group said that it's not an accurate description. It's just kind of a place that happens to have beer. <laughs> it's just a room that happens to have beer, and right. you can bring in your, you know, fried Oreos and stuff like that. So... Probably not that great. I probably don't need to get a drink there. Uh, They did, Steel Pier did uh, post, well they didn't post, I think it's the guy who runs the Steel Pier, posted a video on Facebook of the observation wheel all lit up and construction mostly completed and doing its little light show thing. So that'll be cool to see. It's not actually open yet, won't open until mid-August, but um, I guess we're in i guess we're inching toward that right we're gonna be there on the 10th but i don't mm-hmm. think it's open yet uh pure ac kyle we can go see pure ac it had its grand opening on august 4th and we can go get drinks and do whatever there is to do at pure ac apparently there might be a hot dog stand yep. at some point so
1: absolutely not
0: <laughs> yeah i would walk by it i would look at it with the little with i'd give it the side eye and be like mm, it's that place <laughs> uh yeah, right now it seems like it's just a bar and, and some seating, like some couches and, and umbrellas and stuff. So I'm, that's not too exciting. Yeah, no, it, it's I have no interest in going. Um, any restaurants that you have in your in mind that you wanted to try to do on this trip? No? Nope. No iron room or anything like that? Wow.
1: Nope.
0: I think we've established. It's,
1: it's my last trip, man. I don't really care about it's... restaurants. Got to get, get back to basics. <laughs>
0: basics, sir. Sitting at the Pi Gow Tiles Can't table. Blade. Yeah. Uh, how long do you think your longest Pi Gow Tiles session will be this
1: trip? I don't know. It varies. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, it's Andy and Dave aren't going to play tiles with us. That's so. true. So you'll have to limit it to like, you know, not, not six hours. Long, or that Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't have three casinos right next to me either. So. Yeah, that's not the same. It's it's not
0: certainly not the same. But. So you're in TROP, Andy's and Bally's, I'm in mm. Caesars, Dave will be joining me in Caesars on, on Friday. Uh, do you think that there's any chance we actually make it to the marina to Golden Night no. or Borgata? Well, I would, I mean, what do you want to do in the marina? Uh, I want to go to the race book at Borgata. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why don't you just do that Friday night or Saturday morning? I'm joking,
0: because I'm not going to do that. Oh. Um 'Cause That's, I know you always ridicule I mean, me for that.
1: I still don't understand why you want to go to the race book so much. Just go to the horse track. There's no horse track around
0: here. I mean there is, yeah. but I don't want to I don't want to go out there, so it's <laughs> <laughs> the Meadowlands. It's a pain. I don't get it. Uh yeah, I mean I liked B bar a lot and I liked Gardner's Basin a lot, which isn't really the marina. But I can't I can't see us doing no, either of those things this
1: trip. It's not even really closer to the marina than it is the boardwalk, I think. If you're like somewhere like resorts, it's probably closer to resorts than it is to Borgado. Right,
0: yes. If you're at
1: Revel, it's way closer, but that's not Yeah. If you're at Trop, maybe not, but
0: Uh Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think we're probably I mean, especially with you only there one night, we're probably gonna stick mostly to boardwalk. It's summer. That's where all the yeah, action is. I'd
1: prefer to I mean,
0: boardwalk's just better. Yeah, sure especially in the summer. Yep. Uh,
1: any, I don't know. Any, anything else to, to talk about, about our trip?
0: No. I mean, I'm interested to see some of the stuff that's going on with this bungalow beer garden that we haven't heard anything about. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. See if anything's happening with, uh, with Taj exterior. I know they started, but I don't think there's much noticeable. Are you going to go to the Trump Taj sale? I've heard they are slashing prices no you don't want to you don't want some chairs you don't want to do you want a $40,000 chandelier i mean i i want it i don't have the money or anywhere to put it they're they're big they're extra large uh no i don't even have any interest in like wandering through it like i feel like that's something i should be interested in but i don't even remember what the stuff in the taj looked like you know if if like atlantic club It had this sort of sale. Sure, yeah, I spent a lot of time there. I would want to see all the stuff. I would want to buy everything from the Dizzy Dolphin. But Taj, we never spent any time there, so I have no Mm -hmm. nostalgia for their casino chairs and whatever else. Nope. So just follow us on Twitter. We'll post where we are, and you can... Find us and meet up with us if you're going to be in town Thursday or Friday. Uh, expect, if you would like to get appetizers or drinks with us, that we will be at Bar Olan at Tropicana, probably in the 5.30, 6.00, 6.30 range on Thursday night. So that's probably your best bet uh, as far as just something a little bit. I won't say concrete, but highly likely. <laughs> uh, but in general, just, just follow the Twitter and we'll talk about where we're going and where you can find us. Nobody's ever actually done that, you know? Like, nobody's ever been like, oh, hey, I saw on Twitter that you're at Heroes, like, and I'm here. Every Only the planned stuff has anybody come up to us uh, and, and met with us. So if you want to be the first person who's ever actually followed us on Twitter and met up with us, now's your chance. It's your opportunity. It is your opportunity.
1: To go down and do for a win lore.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's reason enough anyway. to do it. I can't say there's any benefits or anything. No. Just pride. Yep. Or shame, depending on how
1: you feel about it. (laughs) A little of both. So, uh, I guess sometime last week, there were a bunch of rumors started up that the Revel was going to be sold and reopened as a casino. Uh, It seems like they have petered out a little bit. So why don't you talk a bit about what happened? Yeah, uh, Roger Gross, I think I'm pronouncing that right, from
0: Global Gaming Business posted on his Twitter account that uh, a Revel sale, he had multiple sources confirming that Revel had been sold and will reopen and that um, Mark Giuliano, who used to be the general manager of Revel and I think was now uh, just actually left Sands, Pennsylvania, was going to return as the general manager. And I was actually on vacation when this happened, and Dave texted me, and uh, I was like, oh my god, it's really happening, and I got all excited, and then started reading through Twitter a little bit and saw that, you know, Straub was denying it, and then Nicholas Huba from Press of Atlantic City said, uh, basically, nothing's done right now, like, no deal is actually done. Um, so the his, his follow-up on, on it, I think— I don't know if it was a little later in the day or the next day, was uh, as of now, my sources have said no deal is done and it could break down at any moment because of how Straub is. So that sounds right. It does sound like something is in the works, though. Like, It sounds like it's not done, but that something could be happening. Uh, So that's very exciting. We obviously have no idea who the buyer is, if it's related to the private equity firm that made the 220 million dollar offer that we talked about last episode uh that is all unclear but it seems like things are moving toward uh a revel sale so what do you think anything to add
1: no i mean i don't have any specific insight into this not having sources or anything like that but uh i think we can all agree that we're hopeful that something happens and i think So a big kind of hubbub that came up in our Facebook group that was a pretty interesting uh, conversation was about what is going to happen to Atlantic City when both Revel and Hard Rock open, which it's only a matter of time, I think. Um, And like how that's going to affect the other casinos. And it was also partially something they talked about on the last Atlantic City story that, you know, obviously there's people who think that the closing of or the casinos that closed were kind of necessary to make Atlantic city start to become healthy again and throwing two big casinos back onto the market. Like what, what what do you think that's going to do to the existing casinos? Yeah, I think it's a
0: lot. I mean, I think hard rock is a big enough brand that is different enough from what's in Atlantic city that it could bring new people, especially if they bring a lot of non gaming entertainment uh which they certainly have said they want to do and plan to do Revel I think is a tougher proposition um and we saw the first time that they opened they just tried to go after the market that was existing
1: failed miserably what wait, what, what market <laughs> what market exactly did they try to go after? Cause as far as I could tell, they tried to go after no market. Yeah. They really didn't market Other at than all. People who hated casinos. <laughs> I mean, they did a little bit later. Like they did a little
0: bit of like, you know, you can't lose kind of stuff. Um, yeah, they did very little marketing, which is just disappointing. I, but I think even, you know, they don't have an established brand. I guess we don't know who's going to buy it, but I'm assuming it's not some big player that exists uh although certainly random people on twitter have thrown out like oh mgm it's you know it it would make so much sense for mgm no it would make no sense for mgm
1: yeah i really think it makes very little sense unless if they didn't if they didn't own borgata it could make some sense but the market's just not big enough for for mgm for it to be sensible for them to come in and and buy this other property that would really only be competing with themselves honestly in a lot of ways, especially if it had kind of the MGM brand behind it, and they could do some of the things that needed to be done the first time, frankly. I mean, because I think we both agree that the property is second to none, or second maybe only to Borgata in Atlantic City. So yeah.
0: So a few episodes ago of the Atlantic City Story Podcast, which is the Press of Atlantic City's podcast, uh, they talked about how the $220 million offer being leaked and being pushed through the media could be a way of sort of trying to show Glenn Straub that the people are really against him and want him to sell. And part of me also thinks that this sale rumor could be the same thing. Like it could be either that same company or someone else, depending on obviously whether it is the same company or someone else pushing this and saying, look, look at this, like, look how, but people want this to happen and really trying to force his hand. But I don't know, it does seem like it's actually something that's being negotiated and this is not just some sort of bullying tactic. But I guess we'll find out hopefully before too long and I don't know. Hopefully Rebel will open
1: with some competent management. And just given everything that's happened and his all the stuff with the arena in Miami, I mean, there's no precedent to make anyone believe that you can bully Glenn Straub by saying something he's doing is unpopular into doing something, right? Right. I mean, yeah he doesn't not, seem like a good plan. No. I mean like Bart Blatstein, maybe, but not Glenn Straub. No. He'd he'd knock it down out of spite. Zero craps given. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just tear it to the ground. Yep, absolutely. You didn't answer my question though. What question? So how how are these two properties coming on the market gonna affect everyone else? Uh I mean I think
0: hard rock Could certainly grow the market just because they've got, you know, talk of big acts, entertainment, more than two nights a week. Uh, I think they have a brand that plays beyond Atlantic City, um, certainly, obviously, because they have a brand that is present all over the world and a casino brand that is very successful, mostly in the southeast, I think. But uh, I don't know. Revel I'm a little more nervous about. But I think – I do think sort of if Hard Rock comes in and is really successful and they're bringing in a bunch of people five, six, seven nights a week, that's going to be good for everybody. So, you know, maybe uh, another casino on top of that could sort of ride that wave um, and just the general sort of wave of positivity. But I expect – I mean we're at seven casinos now. I expect eight is fine. I'm a little worried about Nine. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, so there was a bunch of discussion about, you know, which which casino you think it'll hurt the most. And you know, some people were saying Bally, some people were saying Resorts, and you know how I feel about Bally's and how I think it's certainly going to be the next casino that closes uh if there is another casino that closes. Uh, resorts kept being bandied about. I, I, I'm i of the opinion, as were a couple other people in the Facebook group, that this will actually help resorts bringing these two casinos up and running up in their neighborhood. Right now they're on an island, essentially, with nothing else around them. So I think it'll be not bad for resorts. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think it's going to be definitely not great for the other casinos. But all indications are saying that, that the CET properties are the ones that are doing the worst right now, and, and I think it'll continue to be that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, they're the ones who... I mean, I think Harris was, is going to be fine, obviously, but certainly Caesars and, and Bally's, I think, are the ones that stand to lose out in this because they... Like we talked about last episode. Like, they have are not putting the money into getting better, and when... Hard Rock opens and has done $500 million renovations and has all these cool new things to offer and Revel opens and is, you know, the newest construction in Atlantic City still and, you know, hopefully is run competently and has a very nice casino and a beautiful building to offer. Like Caesars and Bally's are kind of lagging way behind and you've got a bunch of other competition on the boardwalk, but I mean... The counterpoint to that is that Caesars has a huge, huge, huge gambler base in their total rewards system. So, uh, I mean, we've been in the total rewards ecosystem forever. We've talked about how hard it is to pry ourselves away from it. But
1: uh, I don't know. I think that they'd probably get hurt. So, riddle me this thing, Craig. So I'll I'll pitch you an idea, and you can tell me what you think about it. So, I, I think that you know, hard rock is going to be like a very nice kind of top of the line casino. And I think revel already is that it just needs competent management essentially. So what if I were to kind of claim that I believe that this could actually hurt Borgata the most as if they're not going to clearly be the nicest casino in Atlantic city anymore, when there's going to be a couple of contenders that can, can say that they may be with a straight face, which there isn't anyone now. That is
0: entirely possible and and I actually would have made that argument about Revel when it first opened like a saying oh they're really gonna go after Borgata and and then like you said they kind of went after nobody <laughs> um, so I don't think that really happened but uh, yeah I could definitely see that I don't know how much the overlap is with Borgata and hard rock but maybe I'm just not seeing that I mean certainly there's a bunch of people who go to Borgata for Premier nightclub um, but I don't know if Hard Rock's really going to be like the nightclub crowd. I
1: guess Borg has a huge... Borg isn't really. It has a huge entertainment calendar. I, I like... don't think Borg is the nightclub crowd at all. Really, they get a decent. I mean, cer- certainly people go to nightclubs sure. there, but I think if you're just a nightclub person, Trop or or Golden Nugget is right. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you have a point i think borg is probably so entrenched that it's a little bit immune i mean not totally immune but not gonna get really hit hard uh what could cause that to happen is if people are really frustrated with the mgm thing like if they have a bunch of people who've been loyal to borg for a really long time who you know the timing is bad in terms of they feel like they're frustrated with some issues at MGM or, you know, some people have had problems with the transfer of accounts and feeling like they're not getting, uh, accurately rated or not getting their comps. Like I've seen that in the everything AC casinos group mentioned by multiple people, you know, if, and if that happens to enough people and enough people are ready to try somewhere else and you've got two casinos opening, like that could be a real problem. Uh, but to me, I think, you know, MGM them I mean Borg for the most part as has treated its its customers pretty well so I don't think pe- there's too much like clamoring to get
1: out of there and, and find a new place uh, maybe I mean I think it's possible that a lot of the people that go to Borg just want to go to the nicest place in Atlantic City and and I think it's possible that there will be a couple other casinos soon that that may be able to say that yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people who go to Borg just want to go to Borg. Um, but you're right. Like, my brother
0: wants to go to the nicest place. Like, he wants to go to the fanciest place with the best service and the best restaurants. And if that becomes Revel,
1: Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's just... I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I just think it's an interesting possibility. Right. I mean,
0: Revel is certainly a more jaw-dropping property. Like, the the it public is. spaces, the, the big outdoor space where you can just lounge out at a fire pit and stare at the ocean and all that stuff the escalator of death yeah i mean but all that stuff is (laughs) is you don't get that anywhere at borg i mean maybe like up in the water club spa (laughs) right in those those windows that overlook the city but uh, you just don't
1: get the escalator of death anywhere in atlantic city right yeah not even at revel right now uh you could you could say that escalator in park place like it's 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 similar maybe
0: yeah, but there's like, it's Railings. Like railing, railing. There's stuff on the side. If you jumped over the railing, you'd be standing in like some sort of weird watery <laughs> flower thing. Huh. Uh, should we move on?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's time to move on. Let's, enough, enough rebels out.
0: Let's talk some nerd stuff. Yeah, go go ahead. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about AC Fan Expo and the status with them being closed and now suing Showboat. And it turns out that Showboat is actually getting another comic convention, which seems very strange. Uh, So Garden State Comic Fest tweeted uh, sometime a couple weeks ago, uh, about a couple weeks ago, about two weeks ago, that they will be coming to Showboat April 7th to 8th, 2018. Uh, So their tweet was that the Showboat's no longer a casino and has transformed their space into an amazing exhibition space think there's some people who would uh question that assessment um at about t- 120,000 square feet garden state comic fest is taking it over uh so for two days april 7th to 8th they've run this is uh, totally unrelated to ac fan expo they've run five shows so far typically i think they're held in morristown new jersey which is more north uh in the summer uh, so this is an additional thing. It does not affect the Morristown show. They also run a cosplay collectible con in the winter in Morristown. I think their comic con this past year, they were hoping for something like 10,000 attendees. Last year, I think it was more like 7,000. So I don't know. Is that number big enough? If they can attract something similar to that in Atlantic City, is that big enough to make it worth showboats a while? Or do they need to really draw a bigger number and...
1: I mean, what, do you, what do you mean worth showboats while? What property is doing? Nothing.
0: That's a good point.
1: If, they get... if anything is worth their while. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe not
0: AC Fan Expo, as it turns out, depending mm-hmm. on what went down there. Uh, I mean, the bigger thing, obviously, is like, why are they going back to this well? Like, why is showboat... I don't know. It's, it's very strange. I mean, there's so many directions this could go. Like, is this related to AC Fan Expo closing? Like, did they make this deal before AC Fan Expo left and that's part of the grievance? Is it that Blatstein, Blatstein got this, this other partner on board when he saw that ACFX wasn't doing great and said, let's change tracks and go this direction? Is it totally unrelated and it happened later? I mean, that's probably the most likely, if you want to go, Occam's Razor, right? <laughs> 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 ACF, AC Fan Expo left.
1: Um, They had the space. The... Yeah. <laughs> Normally, I love the Occam's Razor, but I think in this case, it is possible that that this something as part of this could have premeditated the downfall of, of ACFX. But yeah, I'm not really sure. And of course, we, I mean, we we don't know. So it's it's hard to say. I mean, it's it's certainly possible that you know whatever con guy runs these cons kind of walked through a- ACFX and just saw a lot of potential in the property and told Bart Blatstein he had to do a convention there. And yeah, Bart Blatstein kicked out ACFX and was like let's <laughs> let's do this other convention. And yeah. he's hoping just to get other conventions there, which seems like a dubious plan given that there is already a convention center in Atlantic City, but two of them even. Right, that already do like similar festivals to this. But what do I know? Yeah.
0: Not the inner workings, that's for sure. Like, we definitely don't know
1: (sighs) what happened. Not the inner workings of Bart
0: Blatstein's mind. That is for sure. But it's fun to speculate, and that's what we're here to do. Uh, The other thing is that the National Sports Collectors Convention, which uh, was in Atlantic City in 2016, I think, is coming back in 2020. Uh, they've announced their dates for the next three years, 2018, 19, 20. Uh, So coming back to Atlantic city, I think the funny thing is I, I think they were actually looking at Baltimore, but the dates didn't work, (laughs) Um, which is the one I've been to, but uh, it's cool that it's coming to Atlantic city. It seems like the general feeling from the vendors about that was, was pretty positive. So um, I don't know. I, I, would be shocked if i make it to this thing just because i don't do much in the sports collecting world anymore but uh good to see a big convention like that doing a return trip anything to yeah. add to that
1: no it's good good for atlantic city i mean something totally unrelated but um you know beckett has been uh, i'm marginally related to kind of similar collectibles and you know one of the things that I look at it a lot with Beckett as they have a grading service. Them and PSA are the mm-hmm. two kind of two big ones in in the the card industry. And Beckett's been ramping up their prices like crazy and lowering the or er, and increasing the turnaround time. So everyone is super pissed off at them. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, they're the ones who run the the national. So
0: Beckett does. I thought it was TriStar.
1: Oh, is it TriStar? Is it not Beckett?
0: I think it is. I mean Beckett. I. Th- they're such a big player in the industry that I think they're sort of involved, but I think it's. Mm. I don't I'm sorry to say it's TriStar, but
1: all right, I'm sure you're right and I'm wrong. So anyway,
0: let's let's move on. I mean, TriStar is like a huge, huge mm. uh, player in card shows and conventions and all that junk. Um, so yeah, moving on. You want to talk about fights,
1: boxing, boxing in Atlantic City. Yeah, I mean, I can I can say it. So, <laughs> uh, I don't if know. If this counts, yeah. let's. I think I think you should say it. So I can. I have, I have a retort.
0: So Resorts tweeted out uh, I think today that they are going to show the Mayweather-McGregor fight in their ballroom, and you can pay to watch it. And their tickets on Ticketmaster right now for forty nine dollars a person to watch this pay-per-view event. Do you have any interest in paying $49 to watch this on a big screen?
1: No. $49 feels like a lot. I don't think so. I think it's probably pretty normal, especially for a fight of this magnitude. I'm sure. What What do you think the pay-per-view is? Like I have, 80? I have no idea. Yeah, probably in the 80 range. Maybe 100? Maybe it's going to be somewhere around there. It's going to either be like 80 or 100, I would guess. So, no, I don't think it's particularly strange or weird, but I have no desire in a going to like a big ballroom to watch this i'd rather watch it at someone's house and b i have no desire in this fight in general it's it's a, it's a stupid fight so
0: i mean i like the novelty of it i like that it's getting a lot of attention it's going to be a terrible fight because yeah. one mcgregor's because not a boxer and only two, one
1: person is a boxer out of those two yeah and he is the most boring boxer in the world so if you that's, want to watch that's, exciting, that's boxing, not watch. true. He's, he, he gets a bad rap. He's, he's not that boring. Yeah. Uh, I will defend Floyd Mayer, rather. Mm. I will not. He'll, he'll, he'll put him away for sure. I don't, it will not go the distance. Yeah, I think no way.
0: I mean, I think McGregor, I don't want to say he could make it interesting, but no, he could stand in there and take a bunch of punches and lose every single round. But make it go longer than than you'd think that's possible. just stand in there taking
1: a beating I, I mean look any anything can happen of course it's it's a combat sport, who knows I mean they can any any sport where you can just win at any point during the contest, of course, anything can happen, but yeah i don't I don't see the allure of of this fight in particular,
0: yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people do i It'll be interesting to see if
1: this thing gets, you know, filled up at resorts. It's, I mean, it seems like this is going to break all the records and stuff. I mean, it seems like the the buzz is is definitely palpable about it. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely, like, beyond boxing and even UFC fans. Like, everybody's talking about this thing. I mean, believe me, I was super hyped, even though it was, like, you know, five years too late. I was super hyped for Mayweather Pacquiao. But that was a, a real fight, you know, between two boxers. I'll be a two kind of slightly over the hill boxers, but this is not that. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's, yeah, you see
0: that fairly regularly. It feels like where two people who everybody's really excited to see fight each other finally do fight each other. And it's like, well, this should have happened years ago. Like even Canelo Golovkin should have happened at
1: least a year ago. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's a hard sell. Yeah, Triple Triple G doesn't really sell tickets or anything. So there's not that much of a reason for someone like Canelo to want to fight him.
0: That's a good point. Someone who's good and also doesn't sell tickets? Yeah. That's a bad combo. Yeah. <laughs> uh so moving on from I I've exhausted my limited nox- knowledge of boxing. So mm-hmm. anything anything beyond this will be me talking out of my ass. So do you want to talk about
1: new boardwalk that I think goes all the way to Gardner's Basin, right? Um I don't know if it goes all the way. I know there's like some parks and stuff in the way, like kind uh, of parks ruining it up, up near Maine or, you know, up kind of halfway up the, the inlet. But uh, yeah, they, they opened up uh, the bit of the boardwalk that was closed when I tried to walk up it. And uh, I believe last winter, uh, so they finally opened it up on July 27th. Uh, I don't think there's really too much to say. This is the chunk just, uh, Northeast of Revel is where it was closed. I believe it was like the next street past Revel is where it st- was closed. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's no one up there because it's there's nothing up there right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think empty field. And this is a section that was sort of in disrepair. And then Superstorm Sandy came along and put it into extra disrepair. Mm. <laughs> and everybody was. That's where, like, CNN and everybody did all their video and kind of Like, look at like Atlantic City's boardwalk destroyed. Atlantic City entirely destroyed. And, like, in reality, the casinos were closed for a few hours. And the boardwalk mm-hmm. was mostly fine. The boardwalk that anyone actually uses. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it would be cool if this thing actually does eventually get extended to Gardner's Basin. Gives you sort of a path to that. Uh, especially if stuff crops up around it um my enjoyment of the boardwalk is very much of the fried oreo and pizza slice variety so you know just walking beyond that like walking past trop doesn't interest me too much going that direction and walking past well i'll say revel but really now resorts (laughs) uh or steel pier doesn't hold that much attraction to me in the other direction but i think for other people it would be nice runners bikers People, yeah. people out for a nice evening summer stroll.
1: Well, it, it will be nice. I mean, like I said, I, I certainly have tried to walk up it in the past and was bummed when it was closed. And then had to trek through the, I don't even know what to call that that area of Atlantic City. Just desolate. I mean, it wasn't a bad area. It was just empty. Totally empty. I believe CRDA
0: calls it the Sadness District. Yeah. That's the official term.
1: Is that on the... the the planning document? Yeah, yeah. It's like, we've, we've renamed this. this.
0: There were all these competing districts, so you couldn't build anything here, so we've just renamed it the Sadness District. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's official. Right. It's official stuff. Uh, I, I think I read about it on Route 40, mm. about the Sadness District. <laughs> Taking this joke way too far. All right, take take the next story. Sure. Uh, I don't have much to say about this, other than that the state has settled all of the tax appeals that were outstanding from casinos who were were fighting against their assessments from back when the assessments were still way too high and casino revenues were way down. So the big name in that of course is Carl Icahn who was fighting his assessments. And so he was own owed a bunch of money. Uh, the state had received $80 million in bond money. So of course, you know, they're sort of kicking the can down the road a little bit or whatever, right? Like, they've spread out what they owe now, because now it's mm-hmm. owed in bond money. But they don't have the imminent bankruptcy threat. <laughs> uh, I guess the state never really had a bankruptcy threat, because it's the state. But uh, it, they have this sort of cleared out for Atlantic City. Uh, AC no longer has to worry about this. This is has to be a very good thing for... The future administration, whoever the mayor is, uh, assuming that the future governor of New Jersey pulls out of the state takeover, which it seems like it whoever it like is, they will. They will. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on on this happening? Good stuff?
1: Good, good stuff. I mean, it's nice just not to have that over their head, though I guess they have bond payments to make now over their head instead, but... Yeah, it's not quite as imminent, like you said.
0: Uh, it's funny that the the state takeover got fought tooth and nail, and I mean, we certainly didn't talk favorably about it as it was happening. Mm-hmm. But it it almost seems like at least non resident attitude toward it has become maybe not positive,
1: but I'll say positive. I think it. I think it seems like. For the people who aren't the residents, for the people who aren't potentially having their voting rights infringed upon or whatever. (laughs) Totally disenfranchised. I mean, yeah, it seems like people were pretty enthusiastic, but, I mean, of course they were, right? Because, you know, when the city was running it, there was a possibility of bankruptcy. Like, with the state in charge, like, they're not going to declare bankruptcy. So that in and of itself makes the businesses, especially the ones who are owed money, happy. Yeah, and I th- but I think there were people who said like, well, you know, bankruptcy is
0: a legitimate option. That's not necessarily the worst thing. Like that, yeah. that argument was made, but those people weren't the business owners who owed money, <laughs> right? So, but... so, yeah, they weren't MGM or or Carl Icahn or. So I'm saying, so I'm saying, even people like us who are travelers to Atlantic City, like I didn't mm-hmm. like the takeover, just because I think people deserve their sovereignty, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but. It is interesting that you've seen all this development and you know, obviously some of it is Chris Christie claiming credit for a lot of stuff that was in the works even before this. But apparently Hard Rock like, very legitimately said it made a big difference and other investors probably the same thing. And it seems like the businesses are pretty happy with it. And so for all our... You know, upbeat notes about oh yeah, hard rock's happening, and there's all this other investment. Like maybe we need to begrudgingly say like yeah, maybe the state takeover is going to be a good thing in the long term.
1: I, I don't think so, though. I mean I, I I think that of course, like any business, when you have the choice, when you you know, have a potential choice in who the counterpart, the counterparty is, like you want to choose the person that gives you the least counterparty risk. And of course, the state of New Jersey has like far lower counterparty risk than the city of Atlantic City does, especially when the city of Atlantic City was in kind of dire financial straits. I mean, which they still are to some extent, but, you know, it's certainly not as bad as it was three years ago. I mean, I I don't know. I guess I just kind of find it self-evident that, of course, businesses prefer the state. And I think that's something we always should have assumed. But I don't know that we did. Like, I don't
0: know that people necessarily, I don't, well, I think we assumed that businesses would prefer it, but I don't think we assumed that it would actually have the impact of really creating investment in the city. Like, I would have been incredibly skeptical that, oh, the state's taking over and bankruptcy's not a risk. Like, let's put $500 million into the Taj.
1: Well, I would so have thought that's impossible. Here's, here's the truth of the matter though, right? Do we do we know that for a fact? I mean, they can come out and say that, that like, yeah, if the city was still running it, like maybe we wouldn't have done this deal, but like, does that make it true? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, look, is it is it possible? Like, yeah, it's possible that it that it helped, that it made Hard Rock really want to press for a deal, but it's not like they paid a ton of money anyway for, for the Taj and uh, it's I think it's It's likely that assuming things weren't like totally horrendous, like there wasn't a really messy bankruptcy that really did affect tourism, which I think was a possibility that could have happened uh, like it may have happened either way. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like, you know, here's the other thing, right? Like. So, like, the negative effects to the state, like, you know, perhaps some slight decrease in, like, all of the state's credit ratings, like, that's not necessarily something that you would perceive, but it is something that does affect the state's finances kind of down the road. Sure. Yeah. Got to give higher rates on bonds and all that stuff. I mean, so it's not something that necessarily matters unless it does, basically. I don't know. It's like like when we had TARP or whatever. It's... It's like, yeah, it's fine. The federal government can, of course, like, pay all this money because they're the federal government, but they can until they can't. And and there are going to be other effects down the road, but they're just not going to be as visible as all of our banks failing. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm just saying that that some of the effects, like, they're just, the negative effects aren't as visible as, like, the positive effects. And like and like then like some of the other negative effects are like you know what is the worth of having a populace who can choose their leadership basically their government like I don't know that's hard to define but it's worth something sure I don't know okay I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Yeah,
0: so let me, before, I mean, I'm sure everybody, anybody who is local to Atlantic City right now is, like, hating my guts. So let me let me just say, I'm not saying that I think that it's this great thing that's happened and it's really been the catalyst for the change. But I think I only saw the negatives when it happened. And now I have to, like, begrudgingly admit, like, okay, there are some things that it's spurring along that are maybe not, or maybe things that I actually want to happen. Uh, whether that's a net positive or a net negative in you know, 20
1: years from now remains to be seen. Yeah. I mean, it probably won't be seen, honestly. I mean, <laughs> it's one of the things yeah. people will argue about forever. One, sure. one side will say that the state turned the city around and the other side will say that the city was already being turned around or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. So if you're really interested in, in, in joining us and having a, a feisty debate about Visible consequences and invisible consequences and stuff. You should you should try to come out to Atlantic City on Thursday <laughs> or Friday. Yeah, yeah. We can continue us. this brilliant discussion then. We can have have a few beers and and yell at each other some more, and it would be great.
0: So I don't know if we ever in our meetups actually talked about like legit Atlantic City news no. as opposed to just like hey, where do you like to gamble? And like, where are you from? And that kind of stuff. Like, I don't think we have.
1: As as much as we like to. I mean, I don't even know if we like to, but you know, I, I think our our main listener base is is gamblers. Really, it's not necessarily locals or or people who have any particular love for the city beyond the casinos.
0: Yeah, and wanting wanting more casinos. C- certainly, <laughs> there are some locals who
1: listen, and and some people who do really just genuinely love Atlantic City. But I think that th- that'll probably be the minority. Yeah, but gambling is fun. Fun to talk gambling about. It's awesome. I'm excited to do it. Yeah, we'll so do it. And I'll be there Not in that it.
0: long, 30 some odd hours.
1: Yeah, like 38 hours I'll be there. Get Good. excited. Anyway, uh, thank you guys very much for listening to us. Uh, if you want to have more feisty discussions and you can't make it on Thursday or Friday, join our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash win. Uh, you can find our content at doforawin.com. You can... Find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and YouTube. Uh, You can reach out to Craig on Twitter at DoForAWin or send them questions at DoForAWin at gmail.com. Any last words? No, just really excited to get into Atlantic City.
0: I feel like it is, uh, I mean, I won't say overdue because we were there just a couple months ago, but I don't know. I feel like I need it.
1: Yeah, it's going to be bittersweet for me for sure, just given that I, I will not be back for... It's at least six months after this. So,
0: yeah, I can only assume that your host at the Tropicana will be waiting for you with a farewell gift and you know a nice yeah. bottle of champagne or something, congratulating you on the baby.
1: I am quite sure of that.
0: Yeah, you're not are non-existent <laughs> host at the Tropicana yeah,
1: with my non-existent gift.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: All right, so we look forward to seeing those of you on Thursday who are going to be in the city, and and for the rest of you, we'll we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. I will not listen to that with Andy. That'd be the weirdest thing ever.
0: Like listening to us talk, yes, with Andy, with someone else.
1: Yeah. I would never do that, ever.